Hey y'all and welcome to today's podcast titled I Am Enough. In life we are placed in different situations or relationships that can often leave us feeling a sense of inadequacy about ourselves. Perhaps we are starting a new school year, a new career, or relocating for a job. Maybe we are newly married, first-time homeowners, or first-time parents. Wherever we find ourselves in life, we all embark on new journeys that causes us to face new challenges. For me, those new journeys happen fast. I graduated from high school and before I could blink, I was pregnant and married. (laughs) No, seriously. I graduated in June 2004, found out I was pregnant in October 2004, and got married in December 2004. But that testimony is for another time. The point of today's podcast is to share my truth and struggles dealing with feelings of inadequacy and how I overcame those feelings. If I am being honest with you all, I've had numerous struggles with feelings of inadequacy, but the feelings of inadequacy as a mother really took a toll on me for a while. I dealt with those feelings for years. However, 2012 to 2017 were the most difficult years for me. Any negative thoughts that a mother could ever have about her Herself, I had them y'all other women would often say things like oh you're such a great mom I wish I could be the mom to my kids that you are to your boys you make having four boys look so easy help me how do you do it I'm about to go crazy with just one or two the list goes on with compliments and praises that I've heard over the years however I couldn't accept hearing those kind things about myself in my time of feeling like the worst mom ever Why? Because in my own mind and heart, those kind words were far from the truth. I received counsel from a well-respected leader of mine during that difficult season of my life, and she revealed to me that I was experiencing a stronghold. That stronghold was something I dealt with for years, and God used my leader at that moment to lovingly explain to me what was happening. I was so blessed that God used her to explain to me what was going on in my life. I was also blessed by our conversation because I felt lost, and I seriously didn't know what to do with everything that I was going through. But God allowed her to hear my cry for help, and through her, he spoke to me. During this time, one of my friends texted me because she was feeling a little down about some different things going on in her life. Would you believe that she was going through the same thing? This particular friend is actually one of the ladies I quoted earlier. She looked up to me as a mom and I could never understand why because of my own struggles. I was beyond blessed that she texted me. As I read her text, I began to praise God. He knew what I had been dealing with and he led her to me. Why? because I was struggling with the same thing. And who better to pour into her heart than someone who knows exactly what she was going through. I was right there with her, not feeling like a good mom, feeling like a failure, like my boys deserve better. I felt like I didn't do enough. I didn't love them enough. I truly thought they deserved more than who I could be and what I could give them. Fortunately, I was reminded that I am good enough. God gave me these boys because he saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. After I received counseling, I knew I had to take control. I was allowing the enemy room to play in my mind and make me believe his lies. Those thoughts and feelings of inadequacy were not of God. Godly thoughts don't make us feel down or bad about ourselves. He created us to be beautiful and talented people in our own unique ways. Only the lies the enemy tells us make us believe that we aren't good enough. I had to choose to stop believing the lies of the enemy that made me feel unworthy. God loves us so much. He thought enough of me to be the mother of my precious babies. They could have been 
anyone else's children, but they are mine and my husband's, of course. (laughs) With that truth tucked in my heart, I was reminded that I am worthy and I was able to start walking my life out as a mother to my four boys the way my father intended me to. Healing started to take place as I rejected the lies of the enemy and accepted God's truth about myself. My dear friend and I walked through that season together, embracing God's truth about who we are. She reached out to me for help, but God used that moment to heal us both. Isn't he amazing, y'all? I felt hope I didn't feel before. I felt joy in my heart that I couldn't feel before. I was truly standing on God's truth about who I was as a mother instead of the lies the enemy made me believe for way too long. For once, I felt free. I was free. I was able to believe that I was a wonderful mother of my four beautiful boys that he blessed me with. I was able to believe that I do enough, I say enough, and I love enough because I am enough. Not because of who I am in my own eyesight or because of anything I've done, but because of who I am in my father's eyesight and all he allows me to do in his strength and the love that flows through me. So I no longer shoot down compliments from the people around me. No, I humbly embrace those compliments along with sweet and encouraging words as a job well done from my father. So no matter what title God allows you to hold, student, new employee, or employer, homeowner, husband, wife, mother, father, son or daughter, grandparents, whether you're an aunt, sister, friend, cousin, nephew, niece, godmother, stay-at-home mom, homemaker, whomever you are, and whatever you do, own it. Walk in it. God placed you there for a reason. You are exactly where he wants you to be. Like one of my sisters in Christ told me before, and I quote, bloom in the season God has you in. Allow God to do his work in you so you can blossom the way he intends you to. My prayer is that each of you will embrace this special truth. You are enough. Walk in the truth that God has set before us and not the lies the enemy wants us to believe about ourselves. A scripture that was placed on my heart to go along with this podcast is Psalms 139, 13 to 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Thank you, Lord, for creating each of us to be exactly who we are. Help us to see and love ourselves the way you do. Until next time, blessings to you all, and thank you for tuning in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's podcast titled Core Friends. I looked at the published date for the blog that was posted to go along with this podcast, and it was September 2020. I'd just been waiting for the perfect moment to record, and here we are now, over a year later. You guys, I'm not waiting any longer. I am sitting out front of my kid's school with him in the van with me. Say hey, JoJo. Hello. His real name is Jordan. He goes by JoJo. Um, He's going to be my assistant today. Yep. So this should be fun. (laughs) All right. I was on the phone with a friend last week, and we were just going back and forth about how you know how much we appreciated one another and it got me to thinking about this podcast and 
that's the real reason why I didn't want to procrastinate any longer. I didn't want to make excuses not to get it done. And I was going to actually wait to get back home. And JoJo was like, no. He was like, because then before you know it, it's going to be something else. And he's right. So here we are. We're going to get started with Jordan as my assistant. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Let's be honest. Today, people throw around the word friend like a newborn baby with no control over their bladder. It is really sad to be honest, and it makes me wonder. Have we gotten away from what it means to be real friends? Have we settled for mediocre friends just because we all have the desire and need to be loved and accepted? Do we truly understand what good quality friendships look like? Do we even know what it means to be a good friend? Want to read that question? Are we good friends? Do we settle for quantity over quality simply not to feel alone? Do we define our worth by how many friends we have? Last question, you want to take it? What is a real friend? Those are all questions I reflected on. And in the midst of my reflection, I realized I've had some very unhealthy friendships over the years. My feelings of wanting to be accepted, liked by many, not wanting to be alone, or being a part of a particular group of friends to feel adequate, unfortunately landed me in poor quality friendships that were never really true to begin with. Thankfully, it hasn't been all bad when it's come to me having friends. God has truly blessed me with some amazing women in my life that I know are my true friends. The beauty of it all is that I can appreciate having them in my life because I believe I've grown in knowing how to be a friend first and foremost. See, I've grown to understand that in order to have a friend, I must first be a friend. It sounds simple, I know, but for me, that truth took years to learn. With that said, I want to share what I consider to be a real friend, a core friend. Core friends are men and women that we do life with no matter where life takes us, in distance, time, win, losses, gains, good times, bad times, indifferent, etc. They are friends that know your strengths and friends that you aren't afraid of knowing your weaknesses. They are friends that understand that you are a jacked up individual with too many flaws to count, but they love you anyway. They are friends that walk closer to you when everyone else walks away from you. They are friends that might be hurt by you, or you might hurt them, but neither of you gives up on one another. I'm sorry, I, I read that wrong. They are friends that may hurt you, and you might be hurt by them, but neither of you gives up on one another. <laughs> Sounds better, right? They know that sometimes you just need a moment and they encourage you to take that moment. They are those real friends that can call or text and they don't get upset when you don't call or text right back. They are those friends that you can go a while without talking to then pick right back up where you left off. They remind you that there is hope when you don't feel like there is any. Core friends truly want what's best for you. They aren't jealous or envious of you. They can be real raw and transparent. They can tell you in love when you are wrong and they can take an open rebuke from you knowing it is all out of love. They can be the same person with you that they are behind closed doors when no one is watching. They are friends that remind you of who you are when you become discouraged and forget that you have a purpose in life. They can feel and sense your unspoken words and pains. They are friends that can walk into your real life messy situations and not judge you, but pray for you. They are friends that can show up to your house unannounced or without a planned visit, and they are more excited about your company than they are frustrated about how their home looks at the moment. Core friends are God's gift to us. They constantly remind us of the true meaning of love by living out love as a noun and a verb, just how it should be. Y'all, I could seriously write a book about a core friend and what it means, and I have a lot more to say. However, I will leave with this. 
In my personal opinion, the most important attributes of core friends are men and women that love the Lord and point you back to him in all things. They are friends that are with you when you are on the mountaintop, but also with you in the valleys. They are those friends you want to share your prayer requests with and your praise reports with first. Core friends are those individuals that pray for you and love you at all times, not because they have to, but because they are honored to. So that's my definition of a core friend. What's yours? Whatever your answer is to that question, can you truly say you have any core friends? What about you, Jordan? Do you think you have core friends? Yes. You do? That's awesome. Especially at your age. Jordan is only 10, guys. So the fact that he feels like he has core friends, that's pretty awesome. But most importantly, are you a core friend? Are you a core friend, Jordan? Not because someone expressed that you are a core friend to them, but because you live out what it means to be a core friend. In your definition, Jordan, what is a core friend? Not trying to be everything, just trying to be all, be uh, what you know you can be. Okay. Be a good friend. Okay, so you think you are that to your friends around you? I try and be that. You try and be. That's all we can do, right? That's awesome. Do you want to read Proverbs seventeen seventeen? Mm-hmm. Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at a friend loves at all times and is there to help when trouble comes. You want to read the next scripture? Proverbs eight eighteen twenty four. A man of too many friends came to. Came, come, sorry. It's okay. A man, a man of too many friends comes to ruin. Mm-hmm. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's good stuff, right? My prayer is that we will all experience the beauty of doing life together with real core friends. That we will not only have core friends, but that we will all be core friends to others that God desires us to be a core friend to. That is it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. You guys, I know this podcast may have seemed to be all over the place, but guess what? That is life with Sonya K. My life, our lives are not always what we want them to be. And I am a person, I will admit, I am a person, excuse me for that. I'm a person that um, I, I feel like I have to be in control of certain things. And sometimes that keeps me from doing the things that I know God is asking me to do. And I don't want it anymore. Um, I'm not gonna say, oh, from this moment forward, this is how it's gonna be. No, like Jordan just said, all I can do is try. So from this moment forward, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm going to try not to make everything look a certain way or be perfect or feel like it has to be this way or that way. When I know God is asking me to do something, no matter the setting, I'm going to do it. Like I said before, I am out here. We're still at my kid's school. My baby boy is in here with me. And this podcast couldn't have been more special to have him alongside with me. So thank you all again. If you stayed in and you tune in for this long, (laughs) I appreciate you. I thank you all for your support. Again, blessings to you all. Take care. You want to say bye, Jojo? Bye, guys.